hello gorgeous and welcome to beyond the plate your weekly dose of whole wellness from a friend this is a great fit for you if you are sick of societal pressures to calorie count and diet your way through life we are all unique with different needs and we're all meant to feel amazing so let's start feeling that way let's look past the plate to remove roadblocks keeping you from living that amazing version of you now at beyond the plate you will get inspiration mentorship to start living the life you love. I'm your guide, Dawn Marie, and I hope you know how grateful I am that you are here. Hello, everybody. This week, it is very exciting. We have a wonderful podcast episode for you today. We have a special guest, Allison, with Guided Life by Design. And she is greeting us um, also from the Midwest, which is always really exciting because I love to connect with other Midwest ladies and then even more perfect that she's in Iowa. So I will let Allison introduce herself to us and then we will get things started. Uh, Thank you, Dawn. I'm so excited to be here um, again because I think we share a lot in common, but certainly being in Iowa is one of them. So um, I am a mom of two little ones. Um, seven and three. And I also have, um, I, I'm married. I forgot to mention that, but married to my wonderful husband, mom of um, two little ones, seven and three. And then I inherited three older children when I married my husband. Um, so that also makes me a grandparent at the age of, well, I'm 42 now. So early forties as a grandparent as well. Um, and I know we'll get into this, but um, I am a human design coach among other things. Uh, and I, in human design, I am an emotional manifester. So I know we'll be talking a little bit more about that. But um, the big thing is that I think will come up today is that um, I was led to a place not long ago uh, where I am today using human design as a foundation to help others, um, mainly women, as you mentioned, um, live their best lives. And that is very different than what I was doing just a few years ago. And this is all part of my surrender story, which is also a movement that I'm working on. So I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Oh, I love that, Allison. And I can't wait to dig in more. Um, Before we ask kind of just like how you got to that place, um, I would love, we always like to start this podcast with a place of gratitude so we can just channel in that. And it's always fun and inspirational to hear other people's Um, place of gratitude. So it can be something as minute as um, your kids remember to pack their lunch or clean their room or something like just deeply gratifying that happened to you recently or today. So I would love if you could share that with us. Yes. So um, I also am a big fan of recognizing um, what I'm grateful for. And what I'm going to say is that um, in an unusual circumstance, an unusual situation, I am currently living in a 1,200 square foot townhome, very different from where I was living recently. But my gratitude is that I look out over um, what was a bean field last year. I think it's going to be a cornfield this year, even though I'm in town. That is my view when I look out my back patio and I watch the sunrise and I feel so connected and so grateful for what I have, even though it's a far cry from what I had just until um, recently, but I couldn't be more grateful for that. And oddly enough, in human design, my environment is shores 
and shores are really where um, it's kind of a transition place. So the fact that I'm on the edge of the town or the city overlooking a field is just perfect for me and brings me so much, so much joy. Oh, I love that. Especially me coming from like very rural Iowa, where um, it takes me about three hours to get to Des Moines. Yeah. Um, it's kind of funny, those things that we take for granted uh -huh. because I'm surrounded by fields. Um, I live on an acreage out on a highway. And so, yeah, yes. it's just always neat. Those things that we don't think of. Um, but I think honestly, since COVID, a lot of us appreciate like the, the sky views lately, yes. you know, like we're just more in tune with our nature around us. hundred percent. And it's so amazing how much it just fills us up. And then it's like, was it always like this? Or am I just more grateful for those moments right. now knowing what we've come from or right. just experience it? So that is so great. Yeah. Well, Allison, I would love for you to explain human design a little bit more. Um, this is something that I've been slowly um, dipping into with my mentor. Cause I've felt that huge shift of like wanting to understand myself and kind of wanting to go inward more to understand yes. myself instead of putting strategy and um, procedures, which, you know, some people who have followed along for a very long time might find ironic with me because I love structure. I love productivity, mm -hmm. but there was always some gap that I was missing mm -hmm. between my corporate job and being an entrepreneur and a mom it really plays a role. So I would love for yeah. you just to kind of give us a, an overview of what human design is and how it can help them. Absolutely. So I want to tell you that I found human design by exactly what you just said. Um, I started to do something that I now refer to as turning in and tuning in. And that is a practice that I started not, not understanding where it was going to take me. Um, but it led me first, uh, one of the places was IIN, which you're familiar with. Yeah. Um, and that really, um, I started in that area as a holistic health view because I have a background uh, for 20 years. I worked for the state of Iowa, the health department as, um, and just most recently as a nurse for many, many years. And um, I have my own health journey, which is another, another story for another day. But um, in doing that, I was like you, I was working in corporate or public health. And then there was this part of me that was also searching and seeking. And I first wanted to get healthier. So that's what led me to IIN. But that was part of a turning in and tuning in. It was um, no longer looking at outside resources to sort of help me, but, but doing that and, and coming from that place of within. And that led me, one place was IIN. And in doing that, I established a coaching practice and was really um, leaning into holistic health. And for me, I started to realize that, yes, the food is important. Yes, our diets are important, but there's so much more to it than that. And um, so as further on this journey, taking the next step just daily, I call it surrendering. So daily surrendering to that turning in and tuning in, um, human design sort of fell in my lap out of nowhere. And it's not something that a lot of people know about. It's certainly not something that a lot of Iowans know about. Um, but the minute I heard it and the minute I understood more about my own design, it was like just it landed and it, I felt so validated. I felt so seen um, for the first time. And I always tell people it was like it was like coming home, but it was really like it was really like meeting a friend for an old friend for coffee. So it was like, it was a home, but seeing someone that I knew existed, but I really had forgotten all about that. I really felt really disconnected to, but there was a familiarity that I wasn't really sure of. So 
what is human design? What is the thing that I'm talking about that made me feel that way? Well, human design, just as, um, you know, with my medical background and with my um, IIN background, just as we have our, our human DNA that we're all familiar with, even if we don't understand it, we understand that we have DNA. Human design, you can kind of think of as your energetic DNA. So energy isn't something that we really walk around talking about. Um, it's not something that we, you know, have conversations around energy, but we are all very familiar with it to some degree if we think about it. So just like you can walk in the room and sense somebody's mood based without them even saying anything, that's their energy. Just like you kind of know something um, without really having the tools and the resources, but it is a knowing that you have that comes from your energy. Um, you know, in Eastern medicine and ancient medicine, when we're looking at when we, when you go to the doctor to be healed for an ailment, rather than a poke or a procedure, um, they're looking at what is off energetically. So energy is widely accepted by the world and by science, but it's not something that we go around thinking about. So you can really think of human design as your energetic DNA. And it goes even a step further that when you when you run your human design chart, which is what you get, it shows you what that energetic DNA looks like, or you can even think of it as like your energetic map or chart. I love that. Yes, absolutely. And I love the connection of like the Western medicine, what we're, we're, we're used to mm -hmm. energy is kind of that bridge of like, mm -hmm. okay, that's an understanded or understood term, excuse mm -hmm. me, especially for busy moms. Like we're right. normally running on E on that energy. Right. And some weeks are different than others. And that's why I'm very much into knowing your cycle as well. So you yes. can honor that yes. and pair it together. Cause man, otherwise it feels like you're just butting heads mm -hmm. and you're and it can make you them. feel like you're less than, right? Exactly. It, it, that's where we get mom guilt and thinking that we're not enough because we, if we're not connected to that, we're now thinking there's something, I just don't have the energy that other people have, or I'm failing in ways that other people are succeeding. And we have all of that guilt and those we spin out with those, you know, that mean girl in our head. Yes. And if we understand that this is actually energetic, it gives us permission to lean into slowing down, taking breaks, doing whatever we need to do. Mm, I love that. Yes. Such empowerment in that. Absolutely. So um, with that, like I, you kind of teased in there that there is a chart. So if somebody ever, like if you Google, you know, human design and there's um, plenty of places where you can take a test and things like that to figure out, to put your information in, yes. you get this chart. And I remember getting this chart and I'm like, okay, now what, what does what this is mean? It? So yeah. can you kind of run through an example for us? Yes, absolutely. Um, and I do want to say, if I can, if I can plug this right now, um, if you go to chart.guidedlifebydesign.com, that's our site where you can actually run your official human design chart for free. But we have some videos in there that help you kind of understand the basics um, that sort of start to break down the information at a very high level. So you're not sitting there going, okay, what, what does this mean? It's a place to start anyway. Yes. I love that. And yeah, we will so, link that for everybody in the show notes too. So they can quickly just clink, clink, words are tough today, um, <laughs> click and go do that. And I love that you have those videos too, to just to help walk people through that. That is empowering. That is great. Yes. Yes. So, um, so your human design chart. Now your listeners cannot see this right now, but I have yours pulled up and everybody's looks the same in that you have nine energetic centers. So 
nine energetic centers is going to be different from listeners who might be familiar with the seven centered chakra um, energy, mm-hmm. you know, people who maybe do yoga have briefly heard of that, or maybe people who, are, who really know this, but human design shows us that we have evolved from a seven centered being to a nine centered being. And that's important because I think regardless of what you believe in terms of where we came from, how we, how we came about on this earth, we can all recognize that no matter what you think on that, that we have evolved. So if you look at the first humans compared to who we are today and how we function today, we have very much evolved. And so human design shows us that we have evolved from a seven-centered being to a nine-centered being. And so each of those nine energy centers will be on your human design chart. And each of those nine energy centers have a theme associated with them. So for example, the head is an energy center. The head is where you take information in, where you can do research, where you have thoughts and inspirations. That's the energy of the head. And each one of the centers has um, a theme around that, just like the head does. So it'll show you each of your nine energy centers. And then you'll see that they are either going to be white or they're going to be colored in. We call that undefined if it's white or completely open or defined if it's colored in. Now, depending on which ones are colored in for you, you're going to see a lot of different colors potentially. And the colors don't matter. They don't mean anything. It just helps differentiate. Now, um, I want to take a step back if I can. And I'm going to step out of the chart for just a second and give you a little bit more of a high level explanation about human design in a way that it makes sense to me. Perfect. I think our listeners would really resonate with that. Yes. So just as I said, like, just as we've evolved, I think somebody could, could fairly say, well, why do I even need to know this? What does it really even matter? Mm -hmm. And, um, knowing about human design, it shows us how we are all here and that we are all perfectly and uniquely created for the purpose that we came here to live. And it actually gives you permission to live as yourself. So once you start to understand the chart that we were just talking about, it really gives you permission to to lean into that and to live according to that. And most of us have been conditioned throughout our lives to not do that. So we've been pulled off our our unique path and our unique way of living. Um, And so it gives you permission. But going back to this high level example is, why does, it even, why does it even matter? Well, it matters because part of what we're here to do as a species is to, and is to evolve and is to you know, stay as a strong, healthy species and continue to evolve. Just like we don't look today like we did when we first came to this earth, we're not going to look like that in the future. So how do we continue to evolve? We all have gifts and talents and roles and responsibilities in this lifetime. So if you think of human design, if you think of us all, like um, I like to use a film analogy. So if we're all um, creating magnificent films together, we're all gonna have different roles in that film. So we have the, the producers of the film. The producers you know, get the inspirations and they, they kind of set the, set the film in motion. And then they draw in the right people to, to take over. So producers in human design terms are called manifestors. They're only eight or 9% of the population and they have a very specific role. Their gift to the world is their inspiration and their initiation. And then once they, once they get the inspiration and pass it off, who do they pass it off to? Well, in a film analogy, they would pass it off to the directors. The directors of the film, they are guiding the whole process. You know, all of the people that it takes to make the film happen. And in human design, those people are called um, projectors. 
and they're only about 20% of the population. Okay, so who are the projectors guiding? Their gift to the world is guiding. Who are they guiding? They're guiding 70% of the population. They're guiding the, the, the film crew and the actors and the actresses and the makeup artists and the set crew and all of the people who it takes to make this amazing film actually come to life. And in human design, those people are called generators and manifesting generators. So you, Dawn, fall into that mm -hmm. category. And your gift to your world is your work. So it's very important that you are doing work that aligns with you and with you know, what you're here to do, because when you're, when you're doing that, that's when you're going to feel amazing. You're not going to get burned out because you guys are the life force energy of the planet. You have all the, all the energy. So the last category um, of people in our film analogy are on the back end, we have the critics of the film. So a very, very small population, um, percentage of the population, there's only 1% of them. And in human design, they're called reflectors. And their gift to the world is discernment. So they're not here to be critical, but they're here to let us know in our grand scheme of our film, how we all did, what went well, what didn't, and how, what, how can we improve to move us forward and help us evolve so that the next film is even better. Does that kind of make a little bit of sense? I love that. Yes, that analogy like nails it because, <clears throat> um, excuse me, since doing this, I was like, oh, well, there's the app, like my um, human design or my design, whatever. And I could put in my family. And so mm -hmm. I thought after I started digging into mine a little bit more and because at first I was like generator, hmm, you know, like, okay, what all does that mean? And yeah. then I was starting to recognize these different things. And so I plugged in my husband and our three kids and our littlest one, she is just, she's a projector. And it's uh, just like, when she's not happy, nobody's happy. Like she kind of like sets the tone mm. of our family. So I love that film analogy, just so it's something relatable that we all can kind of grasp and put our yes. head around to be like, okay, this is how we all work together and how uh -huh. we're all needed for those set yes. parts. They're 100%. all critical. Yep. I love that. hundred percent. And the reason I thought of that now is because as we were talking about the chart and what it's going to look like, it's important for um, everybody to know that reflectors, their entire chart is white. So even though they're only 1% of the population, if you see a reflector chart or you happen to have a, re a reflector listening, their chart is not going to have colored in or white. They're going to be all white. So that's a really big, um, a really big difference that we need to know about. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, so do you want me to go a little bit more into the chart or do, yes, what do you want to I do? would love you to. Yes. Cause I also, I like the responding, uh, or excuse me, like the strategy and I'm a responder. So that's another yes. part that I look into past the energy type. Um, and then after that, I'm just like pretty great. Like the six two, like the personality, uh -huh. I don't know any of that either. Yes. So, um, wherever okay. you feel it's still good high level that we won't lose our listeners, okay. but yet to yeah. empower them once they do their own, just to um, yeah. get a little background be great. Yes. So as you, as we just talked about now, we have four types and your chart will tell you which type you are. And so depending on which type you are, you have a very different way of engaging with life, engaging with the world. So going back to that analogy, the manifestors that are the producers, their gift to the world is initiating their strategy, which you called it is correct. The way they engage with life is they are meant to inform. They need to inform others about what they're doing. So they're free to move forward on their inspirations. That's what we need them to do, but they need to inform others first of what they're doing. Then the projectors, the directors of the film, the ones who are here, their gift to the world is being a guide. Their strategy is to wait to be recognized and invited. So I'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit, but their strategy is to wait to be recognized and invited. 
because yes, their gift is to guide people, but if they, if they try to do so before they're recognized and invited, it doesn't work out very well for them. And that doesn't work out for very well for all of us if they're not <laughs> doing that well. So absolutely, um, yeah. And then the life force energy of the film, all of the people it takes to make this beautiful film come to life. Like you said, the generators and the uh, manifesting generators of which you're a part of, your strategy is to respond. So um, you get to just respond to things coming at you in a way that is aligned with you, which we'll talk about in just a second. Um, but you are really here not to initiate like the producers of the film, like the manifestors, but you're here just to respond to everything that's coming at you in a way that is right for you so that you can give your amazing gift of work to the world and you can live the life you're meant to live. And then the final one, um, reflectors, the way they engage with the world, and there's again, such a few number of them, but they actually need to wait a full lunar cycle. So you're talking about the cycle earlier. They have to wait a full moon cycle to, in order to um, make a decision. So how they, um, how they interact with the world. So now we have the four types and based on the types, we have the way that they engage with the world. So those are all the same for each category. And then after that is really how we break down and start to differentiate who you are as opposed to another generator like you. Mm -hmm. So human design really, if we take a step back again, 70% of it is telling us how are we meant to engage with the world so that we can do what we're here to do? And how do we make decisions that are correct for us? By doing that, that's going to put you and keep you on your life's path that is correct for you. So how do we engage with the world? We just talked about that. How do we make decisions that are correct for us? So then it goes further into your chart and your chart will tell you your authority, which your authority is how you make decisions. So for you, Don, that's emotional. Mm -hmm. And that's because one of those nine centers, your solar plexus is defined and that gives you emotional authority. So do you remember at all what that means to you to have an emotional authority or how you make decisions is an emotional way? Um, to kind of like, instead of like some of, some people are, and I think it's sacral, but like, I think of it as mm -hmm. gut where it's like, they have yes. a gut instinct. Yes. I have to be like, read my emotions. If somebody asks me a question or invites me to something, or I have an opportunity, it's more like, okay, is this a hell yes? Or is it an absolutely no? If like, it doesn't light me up, then I just kind of sit with it, but not to go instantly off of instinct right. of emotion. Is that right? So kind of like wait for it to kind of even out, which yep. that's what I'm still trying to explore a little bit. Cause it's like, oh, there's definitely things that just instantly light me up. And I instantly want to say yes to, and then I realize I've put too much on my plate and I'm on too many committees or doing too many things. And then I'm burnt out. So it's like hundred percent kind of find that equilibrium. Yes. So that is such a great example because, um, you're correct. Some people, the way their body makes decisions, the way their body kind of uh, talks to them and helps them make decisions that are correct for them is like you said, a gut sound. So we're all conditioned to think, oh, listen to your gut, your gut knows, right? Or mm -hmm. a one that's really big, but that's not true for everybody, the gut sound. Not everybody has that gut sound. I don't have a gut sound. Manifestors, projectors, and reflectors do not have a gut sound. It doesn't exist. You have a gut sound, but it's actually not how you're meant to make your decisions. So you're going to get that hell yes, as you said, you're going to get that. Uh-huh. Um, but as an emotional being, the only way you're going to make the right decision for you is you're going to wait through your emotional wave because as an emotional being, you're going to go through highs and lows on a regular basis. That is just part of the way your body works. It's part of your, your natural design. So you might get that. Uh-huh. Heck yeah. 
but you have to say, okay, but I'm not, I'm not going to respond in the moment because that's what my gut is saying, but that's actually not how I make my decisions. So I need to give it a day. I need to get in a really good habit of telling somebody who asked me to be on a committee or asked me to go to lunch or whatever. Um, you know, that sounds good, but let me get back to you. And then you wait, because if you're in this high and I'm, you know, wherever at my cycle or wherever I'm in my, you know, my emotional wave and I get on top of the world and I can do it all, you're going to say, yes, I'll do that. And then you're going to get to the low, which is a natural part for you. And you're going to be like, oh my gosh, why did I say I would do that? So it's a matter of, <laughs> yep, that's exactly what goes on going through. Yep. Going through that emotion to you feel like you're in a neutral place and then honoring what is my body really telling me about whether or not I should say yes to that thing right now? And that's the decision that's correct for you at that time. Does that kind of make sense? It does. It does. Cause yeah, it's like, I think my gut reaction is that emotional, like total high or absolutely mm -hmm. no. And it's like, okay, just wait, give it a second. Yes. Don't react on impulse. And I think that's right. very hard for me to recognize. Yes. Um, especially as I was going into like thinking too much in the generator mode where it's like, oh, well, I'm meant to, like, I'm supposed to generate the energy. Like when I'm excited, everybody around me is excited and things like that. So yeah, that is something I'm very much working on is just yeah. wait, wait. Yeah. yeah. Because as a generator, you do have a ton of that life force energy that you're talking about. And so many of us love that and, and it's beautiful, but the problem is if you start using that energy when you're saying yes to things that really aren't for you, that's where burnout comes from. Mm -hmm. So you don't, you, you really need to honor your, your body's way of making decisions. And that's not from a gut place for you. That's from an emotional place for you. Um, and I think another one that a lot of your listeners are going to probably see that they have is um, it's, it's called splenic. And that really has to do with intuition and think how often, and I know I'm seeing this all the time right now is, Oh, trust your intuition. Ta how do you tap into your intuition? Mm -hmm. Well, that, you know, yes, a lot of us have intuition. I have intuition, but it's in, in human design, there is a place in the chart where we can show you where the most intuitive um, kind of energy lies. So I do have intuition. Let's see if you do. However, so you don't have the most intuitive, um, but it doesn't mean you don't have intuition, but you just don't have the most intuitive um, gate in, in human design. But to my point, I do have intuition, but it's not actually how I'm meant to make decisions. So if I start trying to tap into my intuition to make decisions that are correct for me, I'm really going to miss the mark and I'm going to be pulled off my path most likely. Okay. Yep. That makes sense. And I love that explanation because as a society, we get these buzzwords of, yes. yeah, trust your gut, like you said, or what's the intuition. And it feels like that is definitely, we're on the brink of that one where uh -huh. we're telling everybody to do that same uh -huh. thing. And kind of to go back, like as just even being an entrepreneur, there's a lot of that bro marketing that goes after the busy moms because we are looking for a quick fix. We are looking yes. for help right away. And so it is so important to know, does this really call to me? Does this uh -huh. align with me? Yes. Not because my best friend or Susie down the road, it worked great for her. Right. And now her household is running like a smooth ship or she lost a bunch of weight, you know, whatever it is around yes. that wellness, it's not always going to work for us. And like you said, when we see that and it doesn't, that's when that mom guilt and the spiral mm -hmm. that, you know, right. we are less somehow. And it's like, no, you aren't. It's just not meant for you. So I really right. think it's important for women, especially to recognize that, like, there's just different things that are meant for us. Yes. And when you really get into that gratitude of it, it is like, wow, that's empowering. Like that's special. Like life is happening 
for me, uh-huh. not at me. Like I have control. Like it feels like you take back all mm-hmm. of that control rather than being in the tornado of life with kids and busyness right. and, and all of that. It's like, no, it can look different. Like if I choose for it to be. Absolutely. And I think um, that made me think of a couple of things you've already mentioned that number one, what I love about human design is it stops you from that trap of looking outside you and comparing and looking for the answers outside. And it actually has you turn in, tune in so that you are living in alignment with who you were created to be, which is very unique. And it's very different than Susie down the road, as you Mm -hmm. mentioned. And that brings in the bio-individuality of um, IIN that you're obviously very familiar with. But um, the other thing with that, um, what was I going to say? I might've lost it. But, um, but another thing is, I think that it does, it does give you permission. Oh, and I know it, this is what it was that, you know, there's another place in the chart that has to do with willpower. And when you think about, oh, that worked for that person. And if I just commit to it and I just do it the way they did it, it will work for me too. And that can be with weight loss or health or whatever that might be. And then two thirds of the population doesn't have willpower. And so per human design. And so it's like, then we fail. And then, so not only did I reach the goal and now I feel like I'm less than, but I also feel like a failure. And now I'm judging myself and I'm turning all of this in and none of that is healthy. And none of that is the way that we're meant to live. No. Oh, that is so perfect. Would you mind digging into some of the different willpower um, areas, I guess that people have, like, is it just a simple yes or no, or is it they have willpower in these different chakras or? Yep. So the main energy center that has to do with willpower is the heart center. And um, that has to do with willpower, ego, self-worth, and self-value. And you actually have that defined, Don. So um, it can be something like for you, if you commit to something, and even if it's not correct for you, let's just say you commit to something that isn't correct for you, you actually have the willpower, the stamina, the energy to, to see it through, even if you know it's not right for you any longer. Um, and that could be diet related. That could be saying yes to a committee, whatever that might be. But a lot of people are really going to have a much harder time with that. Two thirds of the population, they don't have that heart center defined. And so they might try a diet and truly not have the willpower to see that through to the end. And then look at what that does to, again, you know, that spin out, the mental chatter, the mean girl talk that we all know too well. <laughs> um, but not to say this is the case, but sometimes people with willpower, I have it, you have it. We're again, a third of the population. We might be looking at the other two of the two thirds of the population unknowingly saying, well, why can't, why can't she just commit to that? Or why can't she fulfill that duty that she committed to? Or why can't she, why can't she see that out? She said she would do it. And why can't she, you know, because they're designed differently than we are. So knowing this, not only about yourself, but about others, about your children, about friends, it actually helps you give others so much grace around being who they're meant to be, even when it's different from you. Oh, that is magic right there. Like that is something that we, like my husband and I like kind of butt heads on or like, you know, it's, well, you might not know this part, but like farmers, you know, sometimes they're just like, oh, well, what's their problem? How come they haven't even started planting? We had five gorgeous days and everybody is so different. And so it feels like I'm on a broken record of, well, to each their own. Like that's always just my like default because it's like, I don't want to go down to that negative culture in comparison because I've really tried and done a lot of self-work to get out of it. 
but when we get around our friends or our family or we get mm-hmm. frustrated with our kids, it's easy to go that blame game or point the finger. And I thought, I think that was just so perfect that yes, it's good for us to know what ours is, but it's yes. also great to recognize. And as you were talking about that, I like such a nerd, I had to pull up my chart to look oh, at yeah. that. Um, and so I hope our listeners do that same thing, like re-listen to this episode once you've pulled your chart, just yes. to kind of bring that magic and, you know, obviously go to those free um, videos too, to describe that. Um, so that's for the, the, willpower the will center. Part. Yeah. Okay. That's that little red triangle that you see. Um, it's the small, it's the small red triangle. Do you see how that's colored in for you? I don't have a small red triangle, I guess on this one. And when I put it into the, um, Uh-oh, my human design. Oh, did we lose? No, but you are okay. three. Oh, I I'll, I'll check. I'll verify your birth time afterwards when we're not on. Okay. On yeah. It might just be something on my, um, like when I did the jovial, is that how you, you yeah. can always go through there? So I go from that, but then when I put in my information on the app, sometimes it's a little conflicting on things. So yeah, it'd just be interesting and um, that's to see key, where that's identified to see with like my kids. Part that people need to know when they're listening to this, your birth information is how you run your chart. And it's very, very, very important to have it accurate. So yes. we'll double check yours, Don, and see okay. where we're off. But you definitely want to have it accurate when you are um, running your, your human design chart. Perfect. Oh, and then maybe mine just shows like ego. Motivation is ego. Might just be color different. Um, but and also a thing that I noticed too when putting them into different charts is make sure you have it in military time, mm-hmm. correct? Like do most, some most of, charts. Some require? of the platforms need it. Um, the one that we use, I believe just actually uses um, the standard time that standard we're, time? we're used to, but yes, that's another differentiation. Um, I think I was using military time in the beginning and I actually ran my chart wrong to begin with. So I thought I was something that I, you know, that I wasn't. And, yeah. and honestly, it's so important because living as a manifester has completely changed my life. And so it's good to know that I had the right information. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and I love that you have that um, chart that we can send listeners to. So then it's easy too, where it's like, it just is already in standard time. So then they don't have um, that conflicting information. Yeah. Um, Well, as we kind of wrap up, I don't want to wrap this up because it's such a good conversation. Um, Is there anything that you would like our listeners to know? Do you have anything coming up um, that, you know, you can invite them to or where they would find you? So definitely starting place is the free chart series that I mentioned. Um, I would say that the next best place is to follow us on Instagram. Um, Surrender Story is where we're at on Instagram. And that is an entire movement that we're working on um, that really is about surrendering to your design and that we all have surrender stories. Don, we talked about yours. And I think your listeners might catch where we'll have you on our podcast, but really, truly, I would just encourage you to, to connect with us, to start, to start to watch, because as I just said, that um, I, as a nurse and as an IIN coach, I have been trained in hundreds and hundreds of modalities and tools, but it wasn't until I found human design that really gave me that permission to turn in and tune in and live as I was created. And the, my own surrender story, the latest one is just incredible. And it has, it's been the most mind blowing, um, life experience. And I couldn't be more thrilled for the direction I'm going all because uh, I learned how to turn in and tune in and surrender to my own human design. So 
Oh, I love that. And as a mom of multiples, like I bet that serves you very well to like, just understand and appreciate that all like each one of your children are completely different and not to try to push them in a box, you know, like that is a, another just last little plug that I would add to where it is. And we actually do programs with families and moms um, because it's been, I've known about my own human design really since my, my youngest was, you know, shortly after birth. And, um, so that's something that, you know, viewers, once they find us, they can, they can um, look and you can find us at surrenderstory.com also, but that is something that it's giving me permission to let my children live as they were designed to live, not as I want them to live or not as I think they should live. And it's just incredible to see these little beings raised in, in a way that aligns with who they are. And it's not until later in life that we start to condition people, but you can see in the beginning that they live much more in alignment and then we start to condition them away from that. So that's what I'm trying to not do. And it's been really fun to watch. That is beautiful. And I think I've heard recently or multiple times where it's like a child is really shaped at the age of like seven to nine, like who they're going to be. And I'm sure there's other moms out there too. Like once they hear that, they're thinking, oh shit, like, have I screwed up my child already? You know, but it's like, it's never too late to just repair and care and just totally empower them to be who they are. And like you said, not make them live through um, what we're, our expectations are. So thank you so much, Allison. I greatly appreciate it today. It was so fun to be here with you. That went so fast, but thank you so much. I appreciate it too. so much for listening today if this episode spoke to you i would so appreciate it if you could take a minute to leave a review on your podcast app sharing your experiences here will help get this show in the hands of others that can also find value or you can take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on instagram at dawnmarie.co i'd love to see what you're enjoying i'm already looking forward to chatting with you again next week